Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to it. Episode 1 of the season ticket. Your season ticket to everything sports. You know, I'm talking news, reviews. We break down every play by play by play. So let's not waste any more time. We're going to jump straight into it. First segment, it's called the rundown. I'm not even going to even try and glorify this. I was actually going to give you guys a rundown of what's happening in the Olympics, how we're doing and all of that. But I'm not impressed. Like, honestly. And this is not me being negative. It's the fact that we only have two medals. I mean, two medals. I'm not saying like we're the best sporting spectacle in South Africa. Well, we kind of are, you know? Think about it. There's probably no caster there. And that just wraps me up the wrong way. But the fact that there's two 13-year-old girls, shout out to them, by the way. This is woman power at the highest level. Two 13-year-old girls and the bronze went to a 16-year-old in skateboarding. Now, you're telling me that us South Africans don't have any skateboarding girls that could have gone there. And, you know, probably put up a challenge for that. But that's just the situation that we find ourselves in. So, instead of just bashing them the whole show, I thought to myself, bashing them won't help us at all. So, I thought, let me look at a few possible contributing factors to probably why we're not doing as good as I thought we would be by this stage i mean we might not have a lot of athletes competing in the wide variety of the olympics i mean the olympics now are just like one big circus show with all types of events that we can't even keep track but at least we should be there so i'm thinking the first one should be covid but uh, i mean it sounds like we're looking for an excuse i mean every sport has been Tempered by COVID. I mean, we're watching soccer games with half the fans there. Some of them don't have fans at all. So I can't really say it's the COVID. But then again, you look at our country and where it is in the world. We're not really the most, let's not say, let's say technological, the advanced, you know? So probably not dealing with COVID the best way we should. Vaccinations and such could be a contributing factor. That's one. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But the one that bothers me the most is preparation. You know, are these guys prepared? Okay, let's leave out the theatrics of about let's us say we have such and such amount of players that are going to be at the Olympics. I'm just saying the ones that we do have, are they ready? Were they prepared? And I'm not just talking in your discipline, were you ready to run? Of course, you were ready to run, but was your mind there? You know, were you in a position to compete mentally? Were you prepared for that? I think maybe not so much for these guys. I mean, it's a tall order, especially from the country that we are in and the whole conditions that we have. They probably might have got affected by the riots last week that we had in KZN and Gauteng and their minds were just blown away because like many of us, they have family in those areas. So it's another thing to think about. But I can't really blame everything on that. But thoughts on that too. Hit me up. By the way, we're live on Facebook. So any of y'all feel like you have any comments, you want to add anything to the show, by all means, hit us up, like. We need all of that. This is for us. I mean, we're talking about the sports, right? So let's do this. Number one, on the next freaking spectrum, I'm thinking, okay, look at these people out there. The support, you know? The support structures for these other countries are way, way, way ahead of ours. I mean, that's just factual, you know? 
You look at some of these kids, some of them were competing way younger than ours were even selected for their groups, number one. And when we are there, we're not just losing. I mean, we're losing badly. Like, look at the under-23s. I don't think they won again. I really got messed up after the France game. We were looking so good offensively, but we were doing nothing defensively. I mean, the French had the game all to themselves besides their poor defensive showing, but you could see that they were not going to stop scoring. So what do we say about that? And that's football. And soccer has to be in our top three, if not number one of sports in this country. So I fail to understand how our under-23s can't give me a better showing. Give me something, you know? I'm not saying go there and blow these people away. I'm just saying go there and show me some fighting spirit, you know? Some fighting yana. Go in there and show me some soul, brothers. Soul. Now, we have optimism on top of that because we had a few medals, two to be exact. One in surfing and one in swimming. Swimming, we've always been strong. I mean, Chad LeClaw, I think, is going into the final today. We're rooting for you, boy. Um, but we're strong in that area. So I don't see us in improving any better in that area because I'd like to think they look at it and think, I mean, we're strong there, so we'll go back again. But I'm really, really, really not impressed. I hope next week I can have a better rundown for y'all. More medals from the Olympics. We've got our fingers crossed for a lot of our athletes out there. Plus, track and field hasn't started yet, so we're still looking forward to that. We're going there, and it's gonna be amazing, amazing, amazing. So stay tuned for that. But that was this week's rundown. I hope you liked it. Don't forget, hit me up in the comments. Inbox us. We've got a page on Facebook. It's called The Season Ticket. Just go in there, like, follow, comment. I mean, you want to talk to us about sports, then this is the place to do it. Holla at your boy. Next segment, it's called the think tank, you know, think of a think tank, you jump into a, th a tank where we all think, you know, think tank. So right now, besides the biggest sporting spectacle, which is the Olympics, it's the transfer window. I mean, who's not excited? I'm sure everybody out there who plays FIFA, I mean, you know, is excited about this one because we love managing our own teams and buying our own players and constructing constructing our own formulas for everything excuse me but this one is real life real life so i figured we always start at home on the show so we look into the psl you know three teams that i'd like to think are worth talking about this week the first one amazul first of all let's just clap hands for coach benny mccarthy by the way that guy's amazing Besides the fact that he's South Africa's most successful football player. But what he did with Amazulu last season was just short of extraordinary. I mean, that guy was amazing. To take a team that was facing relegation right in the face. I mean, relegation was so close to those boys, it was facial wash. I mean, he went down in there, got those boys knuckled down, and they worked. First of the first thing I saw mostly was the work ethic that they put in there it was amazing. So we're looking at him in this transfer window. He just signed Umoli Sikunene and Keegan Buchanan. I hope I said his name properly, but he just signed those guys. Now I'm thinking with what he was able to do with his youngsters last season, and I'm saying that because I saw a few players that I really liked in there, is nothing short of amazing, like I said, but I think he's gonna do more this season, you know? 
the juggernauts that we have which is called Mamelodi Sundowns will take a lot to knock down but with that said let's not forget that it took three coaches to replace what one coach did with that whole team and they practically found a ready-made team with all the players in it and the structure and the formations and they weren't really that good when it came to their defense anyway so I'm not saying it's going to take a miracle to catch them but Benny McCarthy came close not just Kangani but like he came like close 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 so I'm really excited about that one for him Sundowns not so much to be honest with you I mean yes your success clap hands for you you know what I'm saying I love it but the fact that you guys are in a monopoly always rubs me up the wrong way I mean the fact that you can cripple a team by signing their best player only to sit on your bench kind of makes us look at you suspect and that's not fair in my eyes I mean I'd like to think those smaller teams would like to keep some of their stars and build around them and even some of the big teams like your Chiefs and your Pirates would like to keep some of their stars from going there but the money that those guys give the players is it's not something someone can just turn down at any moment so I'm looking at the, their player they just said Usfiso Ngubeni I personally like this player I really really like his game I like what he's about I think there's some improvements there but he's a great signing but he's a great signing to a great team I mean he's one of many you know so we'll keep our eye on that one as the stories develop but I'm not really really going to be sold on them until I see that maybe there's something different I'm going to get from the other teams that are going to oppose Sundowns you know because Kaiser Chiefs also signed Austin Tuwe and they confirmed Keegan Dolly. I mean, for Amakosi, that's really not bad. <laughs> and that's not me being offensive. It's really not bad. From the two years that you guys just came from, I mean, you sacked your previous coach, you got back a coach that actually gave you guys success. I can't help but clap my hands a little bit for you guys, but I still think you are short at the back, which in this league is important, you know? I don't think that Sundowns is going to have the same type of season they had last year, which means the PSL title is up for grabs. You know, it's up for grabs. It's who wants it more. If I'm not going to tip Benny McCarthy or the other two big teams, then the other teams must show me something. I haven't heard anything from them on the transfer window. Please feel free to correct me. Hit me up in the comments. We're on Facebook. We're live right now. So hit me up in there. Holla on the page. Hit the inbox. Let's get talking about this. If you feel that maybe Nami Nkulmamanga or Nyapeta, then come in there. Talk to me. I get it. This is a talk show. So holla at your boys, you know? So that whole monopoly in the PSL now, it kind of makes it for uninteresting football, you know? We, we watch other leagues. It's not that we don't watch other leagues. And I'd like to think that the players in the PSL and those big teams, they play FIFA on the PlayStation 4 and 5. I mean, surely they can afford one. But you see how you play there with your formations and what. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why can't you replicate on the pitch? Some of you. I mean, a lot of you are doing it, but some of you are just, come on, guys. Like, hey. So it makes for an interesting football. And, 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 that doesn't sit well with me because we have so many football players in this country like a lot of talent we have a lot of talent i can go now somewhere in the dust in Klabatin. people will be shoe shining it so i fail to to believe that we can't improve our football but 
that's not part of the think tank think tank was the transfer window what's happening in sa quick updates we're not going to go into speculation about who might be going away no we'll talk facts so like i said holla in the comments and then we can update so next week we can give you maybe some bad something better in the rundown but the rest of the transfer window that we find very interesting is the european one who doesn't love european football i mean the tug of war going on right now between like the major teams for major players like your erling Haaland, and the list is endless you know, we know a lot of them are not going to get the prospects that they want. But the fact that we are there watching them do it is nothing short of a movie that lasts two months from July till the end of August. And we will be tuned in there. But this week, when we go into that segment part, we're looking at Man United. Yesterday, they confirmed Varane. Last week, they confirmed Jaden Sancho. Now, yes, I know a lot of you United fans are excited. I don't think there's a reason for you to be having a huge hoo-ha right now. I mean, look at what happened to Liverpool. Soon as Van Dijk got injured, the whole piece came down. All the pieces came down. Now, who's to say that you sign Varane Maguire doesn't get injured? Who's still going to back him up? Which means you find yourself in a situation where you're still using Victor Lindelof. But... Let's leave that and be more optimistic. You have a solid back four now. You have Lukshaw, you have Varane, you have Maguire, and you have Wambasak. That looks pretty solid to me. Is it enough to challenge the guys next door in the blue part of Man City? I don't think so. I still don't think so. I still think they need to go out, get one more defender in there. That's my opinion. Because players get injured, you know. 32, 38 games in the season is, is, is not something easy for someone to do you know especially i know they are top class athletes and they want to play the whole season but i don't think without reinforcements in that back line of man united they'll be able to last the whole season now Jaden sancho amazing player wasn't really there in the euros i don't really think that this tournament was for him because it looks like Gareth Southgate already had his own formation and players. And I think emergence of players like Bukayo Saka took him out of that equation. But we can't deny that he's a fabulous player. I mean, he is amazing. Very, very, very good. And we also feel bad that he got that racial abuse after the Euros, which is something we're dealing with in sports. But we live in South Africa. We're used to racism. So it's kind of, you know, a boring topic. But I digress. Sancho is not enough with Cavani, with Rashford, with, um, excuse me, Ma- James, Ma- um, with your Daniel James. It's not enough. I go back again. Look at Man City. Man City just took the league. They have top class players in every position. They probably have two teams to put into the league. I'm going to go out and say it. The first team will take the league. The second team will finish top four. United, look at how many players in United's first team will fit into that team. And now you're looking at them. They're going after Harry Kane. And the speculation is that they probably will add Raheem Sterling to that equation. Now, if they get Harry Kane, we're in trouble. As a follower of the British Premier League, we are in trouble if Man City by Harry Kane. But I also think they lose a little bit if they let um, Raheem Sterling go. But that's just me. It's Pep Guardiola. He knows what he's doing. Don't you feel like, like, 
That's exactly the point I was going to. That is another monopoly. Thing. It is just like it's just like PSG. Now you look at the team now. Without Harry Kane, they took the league. Playing with a false nine. Now let me not go into the specifics of the rest of the team, but let's look at like the, the, the things that make a team win. Your goalkeeper, number two in the world, if not number three in my eyes. The backline, Ruben Diaz. Oh my God. Isn't that guy amazing or what? Come on, come on, somebody, somebody, holler back. That boy went into that team, got John Stones playing like the player that we all wished he would become. So you have a top-class goalkeeper, you have a top-class central defender, you know? That, that, that alone means clean sheets, it means you have a chance in games. You look at their midfield. I'm not completely sold that Fernandinho is old. I think he can still play, but they have Rodri, you know? Then there's Kevin De Bruyne. Now you look at the spine of that team. How much does it cost? I'm feeling the Monopoly vibes again. You see now? Now you go back, if they add Harry Kane, doesn't that technically mean that we've just handed the Premier League to them? Who stops Harry Kane? Nobody. There's very few teams out there that can stop that man from scoring. And if you stop him from scoring, he assists. So, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. It's simple. Look at Liverpool. I was about to go to them next because, like I said, it is a tug of war out there. But like, like when when Virgil comes back, I think he'll be back this week for a preseason game they're going to be playing. So when he comes back, I think they automatically go back to the team that they had when they won the league. And this time they just signed Ibrahim Konate, and I love that dude. I love that dude. I think he's amazing. I think. He is one of the few players in the world that can do what Virgil does on a consistent basis. Now, they're one signing away from me, from them being a juggernaut, the same way as Man City. I mean, who stops Mo Salah and Sadio Mane? And I'd like to think they got their confidence from the fact that they had a secure back line and they were not conceding as many goals as they were last season. So I'm thinking Virgil comes back. They're back to being a, a super team. They have Thiago Cantara in that, in that midfield. If not one of the best passing midfielders in the world. Next to Fabinho. And Fabinho, I mean everyone, I mean we don't need to say more about him. So, you stop Man City by buying players for Liverpool that can go there and challenge them. I think Liverpool are still in the challenge. Last year, if they had the Virgil van Dijk, I think he was the key factor. They have him. They are pushing Man City for that league again. So now, which leads us back to, is Man United doing enough in the transfer window to match these guys? Because that's the only... It's either you bring up your own players from your development, and we can clap hands for United, because Rashford is one of their own. Greenwood is one of their own. So, and, and Scott McTominay. Players like your Scott McTominay's, 
young team player brought in from the academy so there's no denying that united are pushing through their own developed players but is it going to be enough i mean we're seriously thinking of reinforcements because competition is way better is i mean they're second in the league when they finished but I mean, it was 12 points behind Man City. Does Varane and Sancho lift them up an extra 10 points to go and compete for the title? I don't think so. Which leads me to the other teams in the top four, which is your Chelsea. And we're not going to talk too much Arsenal because they're really in a rebuilding phase. So we got to give them time and at least give them time to see who they bought in this transfer. So we're not going to play them. Chelsea. Oh my goodness. Have you ever seen a team that has like a tremendous amount of speculation on players but no one's signed yet? I mean, they're trying to push Timo Werner out the door, which makes no sense to me because I think he's worth working with, but his performances were not there. Whose fault is that? Nobody knows. Did he settle? No, but still. Pushing him out the door doesn't sound like a solution to me, especially when you are chasing Erling Haaland and there's no guarantees that you're going to get him either. So it makes a bit of a circus there because I hear Kurt Zuma's out the door who's going to partner this, who's going to be the centre-back partnership in the long run. We can't tell. Tuchel looks like he wants to rebuild or have somewhat of a rebuild of that team. We don't know. But still, it begs the question, even if they do get a few key players here, is it all still enough to rival Man City? Because, like my producer Tabo said, there are juggernaut teams. You know, it's one thing to have a team that dominates the league because they can buy. It's another thing to have a team that dominates the league based off how they play. Never mind, not so it's necessary. I'd like to think that that plays a part. They, they are superior. They have the superior football or is it that they can buy better? That's the question. Now, from, from where I'm sitting, it looks like if, if I'm a coach, I'd rather have a team that is already set and is ready to win because of the style of football that we play. Because if our style is set and there's a foundation of how we played our football club, it becomes easier than to buy. For example, Man City. The way they play, the way it's structured, it took some time for that coach to get them where they are. But once he had it locked in, no matter which player you put into that formation, it still performs. Which begs, which puts me in the position where I say, even if they get Harry Kane, that's not necessarily them not necessarily going beyond the, this realm of football and this galaxy to say that they're now a super team. It's just saying that you had an Aguero who was a fabulous striker, you know, who had his attributes, which was mainly goal scoring. But now you're going to add a Harry Kane, someone who can assist, someone who holds the ball better than your Sergio Aguero. So it's not really so much as an upgrade, but it's so much something different to add to a team that was already built to win. You look in contrast to your Man United. I don't know how Man United plays. I can't tell you that they play front foot attacking football. I can't say that because the best performances for me are against big teams like your Man City where they were playing on the counter attack. Now, do we say now that them having Cavani and buying Varane and Sacho, having them, now that makes them a juggernaut of a team? No, it doesn't. Instead, it poses questions to other areas of the field. Besides, the biggest question we have right now, Paul Pogba, is he going, is he staying? Last year of his contract, 
PSG sounds amazing. I mean, if I was Paul Pogba, I get to go home to France, my home country. I play in Paris, week in, week out. I mean, Paris Saint-Germain are technically guaranteed the league because I don't really see the other teams go. Now you look at that team, there's Kylian Mbappe, there's Neymar, there's Marquinhos at the back. I think they just elded Gini Vinalbo. Now you're going to add Paul Popper to that. Now that makes them a juggernaut. You feel me? So we can't really take that the the, the 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 premise of saying that they're juggernauts because they, they buy. I'd like to think they're juggernauts because they play like juggernauts. But, like I said, this is a continuing topic. So we will be back next week for this segment. Hit me up in the comments. Hit me up in the inbox. Our page on Facebook, The Season Ticket. Hit me up in there so we can continue this topic. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a few twists. They're probably twisting turns right now as we speak. So... This one is still open until August ends. Hit me in the in the inboxes for this one. Um, if you're liking the music in the background, shout out my producer Sabotage, Tabotwala. We right now at number six, Mashiach. What style you make? You feel me? If you're hearing this thing and you're feeling this thing, come through. I mean, I'm not the only one up here working. We got podcasts, we've got music going down, we got everything. Everything. Got the creative people on deck. We got my producer Google up in here. She can hook you up. So holla at your boys. Also, I have to let you know we also have ad space available here. So holla at your boy for the shunt for a shout out. You can sponsor our, our sports segments. Find a way to put your show on here so we can hold it out there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's pushing something, might as well do it together. So holla at your boys. Yes. <laughs> Last segment. Oh my gosh, this has to be my favorite. It's the roast in session. We put someone in the hot seat for doing some stupid stuff. It's that simple. He gets roasted. And I feel bad because we're roasting Wayne Rooney. I mean, a club legend, you know, footballing icon, one of the best strikers, you know. But you are stupid. I mean, we can just put it that way. It's one thing to say that your team can't buy the kind of players that you want to be competing yes it's pre-season we were not expecting you to blow out everyone that you were gonna face but we were expecting a competition you versus those guys were supposed to give us something but that was not what we got and, I'm, and to be honest with you i'm a little now Rain Rooney we all understand the concept of a 50 50 tackle right 50-50 tackle means the ball is in the middle of us. It's one meter away from you. It's one meter away from me. In the context of a game, it's 50-50. We both have the chance to tackle and must take it down. But when Rooney now, in training, decides to go in on a 50-50 on his own player, which then resulted in him injuring him for the next game and the possible future. I mean, how stupid can you be? Yes, Rooney's the coach of Derby United in the championship. Own play. He went in. They're in training, right? So you know how five a side goes. So we kick the ball back and forth. So he goes in on his own player, busting him up. They've lost the key player. They're already doing bad. So he gets the hot seat this week. Baba, chakalaka on your face. You got roasted. Bad. Do better. Pull up your socks. We're not happy. But that's it this week for the TST. Your season ticket to everything sports, news, views, reviews, and fire beats in the background. Holler at your boy. Back next week, same time, same place.
Be blessed. Bye bye. And that's cut. Of how we built the bro code, and we move on our own. We never need a promo. Oh no, did he say that? Yeah, should I repeat that? Man, they gon' need that real shit. KT shit. That you can never be me, but you're gonna need me. Cause I am a genie. Send you with the MIDI to play chords that I program on the PC. Then I spit the real shit. Cause I'm mad. I'm doing this for KT. Cause I'm mad. I'm cozy on verse 2. That's done 10. R.I.P. Kobe. You do not know me, but I am your homie. So R.I.P. Kobe. I say R.I.P. Kobe. As I'm lighting up a jet, I got no regrets. She asking me for sex. I told her I'm a pest, but she can shake that ass in front of all the gents. She saw me in a Porsche. She asking me for bands. I told her, of course. Not, nigga, I was pro. Nah, I'm not. Wop, I'm not. I'm a nut. Yeah, I got Man, just is and these are anti kites. Man, they know you're a to the top like Kobe. I'ma stay at the top like Kobe. I'ma rise to the top like Kobe. I'ma die at the top like Kobe. I'ma fly to the top like Kobe. I'ma stay at the top like Kobe. I'ma rise to the top like Kobe. I'ma die at the top like Kobe. Kobe. I'ma fly to the top like Kobe. Kobe. I'ma rise to the top like Kobe. Kobe. I'ma stay at the top like Kobe. I'ma die at the top like Kobe. I'ma rise to the top like Kobe.